Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Spoils of Akron podcast. We are here at a special video podcast this week with Sage Lewis and Paul Hayes, and Shane's here with me. And we're at Second Chance Village today, right? This yeah, is the, and second this is the village. second chance store within the second chance in our background village. here. Yes, yeah, and we could try to explain what's happening, but I think uh, we'll let Sage Lewis do this. <laughs> yeah. oh, you want me yeah. to start? Yeah. yeah, come on, Sage. Okay. So everything that has happened here is done by the homeless. This is all for the homeless, by the homeless. It's like America, you know, for the people, by the people, the whole thing. All right. So everything that you see throughout here has been created by the people that live here. It is their it is their place. Everything here is for them. So these are all donations. So everything here has been donated, or I'm an auctioneer, and so sometimes we have auctions, and there's leftover stuff, and people can either pick it up, or they'll just donate it. And so so we, we do that, and it's constantly rotating. So um, uh, a guy by the name of Herman, he runs this store, and he's amazing at retail. He's always cycling stuff. He's moving stuff out, moving stuff around. So, like, he's got pots and pans here. He's got this cool stove. You know, he knows what people really want in this area, and he, like, serves it up. Do you think that Herman could come in and organize my basement? Because I'm pretty I, impressed. <laughs> Herman is great, but we got another guy, Steve, that's off the charts with organization. Like, I always <laughs> use him at my, my auctions. Like, you can, I can take the craziest hoarder you can imagine and just throw Steve at it, and it will be ready to go. That sounds awesome. like a show, a sitcom. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah I like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound very cool. Now, anybody can come in here, right, and just and buy whatever whatever's out. Yeah, if that's right. So if you are a, um, you know, if you just are out and want to check out thrift stores, you're welcome to. But if you are needy, you can just come and we'll give you stuff, too. So, like, it's very, it's very flexible, you know. So it seems like the level of organization that happens in this room would be a necessity because how many people are, are staying here now at the, at the Second Chance Village? Uh, uh, do you know like where we're at right now, Paul? Or close to. It fluctuates between 30 and 50 at any time. Yeah. And it's a constant change. We're, we're sending people to rehabilitation facilities for drugs and alcohol and all kinds of things or, or removing them from the property because they uh, refuse to be sober or follow any of the rules. So it's mm -hmm. a constant Whoa. So that, and I, I'm sure that's an important rule. It's like the number one is to be clean and sober and to, in order to just maintain like the peace in the whole yes. facility. Yes, definitely. Is, is, so is that sort of like the overriding issue that would cause people to leave or be asked to leave? Mainly, yes. Mm -hmm. or, or severe mental problems. I, that's very hard to deal with too if, they, it's, if it's too severe. I mean, we can deal with quite a bit, but if it's too severe, no. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we only have so much capability, so we don't have any specialists on staff. Like, there's no doctors here, there's no psychologists, there's no therapists. But what we do do is we work very closely with all the other organizations in the, in the community. So, you know, uh, Community Support Services, Portage Path, we work with all these people. Peter Morin Center is a huge support for us. Uh, and so, so we're, we're not trying to take over anybody else's role. We're just trying to fill the gaps in the homeless ecosystem. So, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. So your role, can we kind of go back a little bit? Can you explain to us what the Second Chance Village is? What is your mission and all that kind of good stuff? Right. You want to go with that, Paul? Give everybody a second chance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's basically right. it. So, um, we are looking for the poorest of the poor, the most down and out. So 
We are taking people that have no money, making no income, that are truly living in the woods. We repeatedly, over and over again, find people in the woods, pull them out, and bring them here. Uh, so there are many people in all across America living in, in cracks in the walls, living in dumpsters, living in little, part, little shrubs, you know, any place they can hide. They have, and they have to hide because they have, I mean, because they, the city is always trying to push them out, trying to push them away from wherever they are, you know. So they become like these almost scared animals, like raccoons. Like it's, you know, I don't, I don't mean, I'm not trying to demean them. I'm just trying to relate to you what it's like. I mean, to be that kind of existence. You are, you're, you're afraid. You're, you're afraid of your, your, your cohorts that are on the street. You're afraid of, of, of the, the, the police. You're afraid of everything. So those are examples of when you're saying people are pushed out. So that's what you're saying. Sometimes it's fear and it's safety. What other types of things? Like, what else are you referencing when you say that? The fact of the matter is that if you walk through downtown very, very early in the morning before anybody gets up, all the homeless are crawling out of everywhere to get away so that they're not caught where they're sleeping or and whatnot. So you do, like, we. one of the first things I'm trying to share with society as a whole is that these these people are being are, are feeling like less than human they are we are they are experiencing a less than human existence and that is that's not good for any of us you, you don't have to be altruistic and care a lick about homeless people to realize that is pulling us all down we are, they are, th this is dragging us down as a community as far as resources and support. And I mean, there's, it's just, it's just like large wild animals living in our streets because we don't have a solution for them. That there, there was nothing for these people until this, you know? And why don't some of those other traditional routes work for people? Well, that would be, a lot of people demand freedom. They demand it. If you start putting a lot, a lot of heavy rules and regulations on them, they're not going to go along with that. And what kind of rules and regulations might people resist? Well, like the haven arrest, all the rules that are there. Mm -hmm. not, not, nothing to say bad about the haven arrest. Mm -hmm. They help a lot of people, but a lot of people can't deal with that kind of strict, mm -hmm. you know, walk in, you got to stand in line, you got to do this, mm -hmm. you got to do that. Okay. Here we make our own rules. All the homeless decide what's going to what's going to happen, what the rules are going to be, and you know, they're making their own rules. How can they complain? And you actually have a council to help establish those rules. Yes. That, like you said, it's like for the people, by the people that are here. We have a mm -hmm. tri council for the village. Mm -hmm. We're getting ready to do another election now because one of the guys doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, we when you came in, you were talking about you used this word rogue, which I really <laughs> love. That, dis that defines yeah. <laughs> a lot of the, what we are experiencing with mm -hmm. folks here. There's no one is homeless for one reason. People are homeless for a slew of reasons. So there's mental health and there's, there's addiction and then there's self-worth and there's just like, and just down and out bad luck. It's, you know, any one of those things you can survive. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. on uh, you can you can escape through. You know, you can be a raging alcoholic and 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 live in regular society, but you can't be a raging alcoholic and bipolar and have no support system. It's impossible. It's just impossible. The greatest human on earth can't survive that kind of headwind, and so so consequently, you get people that are out in the woods because they feel like they have been left alone. They don't feel like anybody cares. And so now you have, you've made these rogues that have, that have become this because of their surroundings. And to go from being a, this wild entity in the woods to being in this strict order is a, a lot of people it's just go back to the woods. Step. Huge it's step. a huge step. Well, I, it's interesting, too, because I was reading that it's estimated that the homeless population is about 200 people in Akron. That's no, what they that's count. That's, that's, the, what, that's okay. the, the point but in time. I would, I would assume right. that would be a hard thing to assess, actually, right? For that, sure. Because it rotates. That is a very maybe, low estimate. Yeah, oh, very, yeah, very low. What do you think is the estimate? What do you oh, think is way higher than that. Yeah, so way, that's way a point higher. in time. So what they do is uh, in January, there's a, there's a day in January, I think across the country the way it works, is everybody goes out and they count the homeless on that day. They go out and they try and find them. So there's like a, a group of people and they're like, today's count the homeless day. And so they go out and they look for all the places they can find homeless. And they're like, 200. We have 200, we went, we went over to this shelter, we counted them, we went over to this shelter, we knew there was a camp down here, we knew there was a guy over here, yeah, and we got him. You have to think about the fact that the homeless, including me, are always getting pushed everywhere. So you're not in one place for very long. You're always going here, going there, going there. You're all, I was walking 24 miles a day, every day, for years. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're, how are you gonna get counted? Yeah. And regularly, I get calls or Facebook messages from parents looking for their kids. And nobody's seen them. I don't think they're dead. I don't think they you know, I think they're probably somewhere in a hole in this town and nobody's seen them. So, and I mean, that's the other thing, like, it, it's a temporary amount of time or you're couch surfing, for example. Yeah. So I was homeless yesterday, but now I'm kind of not. And so I mean, right. it fluctuates. So that's interesting. Just, but I mean, if... If the number were 200 yeah. and there are 30 people here, that's a yeah. significant amount of the population. That would be a huge population. Yeah, with. yeah. So, I mean, it yeah. is it is a decent chunk. Um, and I think we're able usually to take the amount of people that come to us that know about us. You know, we're still very new. This is our first year that's in existence. True. Mm -hmm. um, so, but I mean, every once in a while we do hit our wall of just physically not able to take any more people. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to know. You know, they estimate New York City has 60,000 homeless. How do they know? How do you know there's 60,000 homeless? They probably look at all the shelters that are full of homeless people and then add another 20, 30%, you know? Because mm -hmm. you just. It's so it's all really a guesstimate, basically. It's all a guesstimate. Yeah. yeah. Even if you look at the, the, the reports online, you know, that the big studies that have gone out there you know it's those numbers you know look at the number of homeless children and then look at the number of homeless like adults and you'll like and then look at the number for all the homeless and those numbers won't jive at all like they don't they don't no, add up they won't you match. know so it's so hard to know you know how many people are homeless and then you have just temporary homeless people you know if you're homeless for a day you're homeless and that counts you know or homeless for two weeks or homeless for a month 
-hmm. you know? So those people are dropping in and dropping out of the homeless situation. I was, I was homeless for six or seven years, but I wasn't always outside that entire time. There were brief moments where I was at my daughter's or somewhere else for a short period of time. So, so you're not, there's, it's impossible to count everybody. Right. Because they're everywhere. Right. You just never be able to find everyone to be able yeah. to do it, right? Yeah. They might be at somebody's house that day. They might be out of town that day. They might be, you know, down getting some food somewhere. Or in a hospital. You sort of scatter as a whole, like, it's, it's part of that whole lifestyle because otherwise you, you, you sort of have to keep moving, right? They're trying to hide. Right, right, exactly. They don't want to be noticed. It's like they don't want to be like moved. It's like all those non-loitering signs, right? Right. It's like that's what keeps you just constantly yeah, rotating. Yeah. yeah, so that would be hard to identify. Yeah, and, and they don't want to. They don't want to publicly, visibly see anybody to see them going to where they sleep. Uh huh. Because the next thing you know, they're kicked out. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, speaking of keeping moving, I think we're going to check out another part of the Second Chance Village here. Okay. Let's go. And we're back. Uh, we are in the food pantry uh, part of, of the Second Chance store in Village, correct? That's exactly okay. right. So how many, how many meals are made here every day? And how many meals are served here each and every day? Oh, it's all day. All day long? This is staffed all day long, from the time we open till after we close. Yeah. So you've got a constant influx. So we've got you know, 30 to 50 people that live here, and then you have all the other people that come for support services here. So, you know, there are many people living in the woods right now as we speak. You know, I took a woman just directly from hernia surgery over at City Hospital to her tent in the woods. You know, this is, this is going on, it's everywhere. So, especially as it gets cold, you know, people are coming here for coffee, they're coming here for food. So there's, it's just, there's always something being made. And mind you, we are not a commercial kitchen. So we're making things uh, in crock pots. We're making microwave stuff. We have, a, we have a hot plate that we use. So it's all kind of, you know, just patched together, which is pretty much the whole thing. It's just, you know. So, so it's like a college dorm room. It's exactly like a college <laughs> dorm room. Yes, exactly. Do you make grilled cheese? Noodles, yeah, yeah. Hey, I love ramen oh, noodles. I yeah. um, so I noticed also, I've been in a lot of day centers in town, and this seems to be the most, the, le the least chaotic of many that I've seen. Everyone really? seems to be very harmonious, and yeah, I mean, maybe they're just behaving because we're here with cameras, but. I notice that people are really, uh, everyone's sort of, there's a lot of camaraderie here and everyone's friendly. And, so everyone and, always gets along all the time, correct? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. It's like the Waltons around here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's amazing. So, but I will say this, our community is critical here. So it is very intentional that we are bringing people into a, a, an organization and a community where they matter and they work together. So you, if you don't jive with the community, you probably are not gonna last here. You'll either leave or be asked to leave. Uh, so you, I, I, what you saw here is pretty standard. You know, it's like there are rarely fights or outbursts. And if there are, like our security, which is all volunteer, just jumps on it. So, um, and we figure out why, if that's a temporary thing, if that was a one-time thing, or if there's something more permanent going on here but but we're intentionally trying to make it a cohesive community where people are working together for a common cause sure and and exactly. um 
you know, Sage, a couple of years ago, uh, you, you sort of took the mantle of homelessness on when you were running for mayor, That's right? It, I mean, yeah. you, in, in running for mayor, you, you saw this problem existing in the city and you really wrapped your arms around it. And I've seen you, you know, doing live videos, actually uh, panhandling for money for yeah. the homeless charity oh, and yeah. for this organization. Yeah. Yeah, I have no and, I, and I have to say kudos. You've gotten <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of coverage, a lot of exposure, a lot of recognition for this since that point. Yeah. Um, and one thing I, I, I'd like to ask you is, you know, how, how do you see the issue of homelessness affecting other issues in the community? Because as I can see it, they overlap. Oh, yeah. You know, mental illness, drug addiction, uh, you know, joblessness. LGBTQ. LGBTQ issues. 100%. It's like they're, they're, they're I, I see it as a giant Venn, di Venn yeah. diagram. So how, how, yeah, do you, yeah. how do you see this in the community and uh, working with other issues? So as I, you know, as I think about leadership, city leadership, there are two very distinct approaches so you can do from the top down or the bottom up and i my personal observation of the city in most cities is you focus on the top you figure out how can we get more rich people in here how can we make it wealthier you know you see it all the time let's get the cool hip kids into the city which is totally cool i get it. it's a philosophy and i think a valid philosophy but my approach is the bottom up and the reason i go with that is that i believe it's it's this whole weakest link in the chain thing i i believe this is a weight on us that is not even obviously apparent but it is dragging us down so everyone here that is homeless and has no services using hospital uh, facilities for example they're getting surgeries they're going to the doctors and so those are all and you, you just go to the hospital you're it's filled with people that are poor and need help that probably should be going to their general practitioner but they don't have a general practitioner so they're going to the most expensive place in the city the, the emergency rooms and so so right there that is a drain that is an economic drain it is a, a it is a drain on resources it's it's just a drain and that's and then and then you have this the you have this addiction issue, mental health issue. These are all people that are that are running around town, that are being just with no resources whatsoever, that are are pulling us all down. I firmly believe that. Definitely. The, yeah. The biggest problem with it is when you, as an individual, when you start having a mental health problem or an addiction problem or some kind of a problem, you notice a severe pulling back of everyone around you. I, I, I don't know how to explain that, but it's an issue. It's a huge issue. Well, here, we don't pull back. We surround that person. We try yeah. to lift them up and help them. We're out there in society, they're just all running away. I think it makes people uncomfortable. And there's something that makes you uncomfortable, then you, you don't want to be around it, you don't want to look it in the face, you know, and it, it, it's difficult. It causes, it, it's difficult, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I see that in a lot of in a lot of different things too, and I think you're I think that really nails it, you know. And and you're bringing people with similar issues around to rally around and become that new family they and get that, it. that that connection, which is vital. There's nothing here that they haven't seen. Right. You're right. a prostitute. Exactly. You're a drug addict. Yeah. You're a sex addict. Yeah. You're you're what it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right? You come here. We're ready. 
-hmm. Like, and everybody else in society is like, whoa, 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 Running. one little thing. Running. Oh, you're schizophrenic? Oh, no. I mean, what, like, here, you're like, whatever. So you're like, oh, you only got people. that one thing? Yeah, hey. no, you're good. You're good here. You only got one problem? I know. I mean, that's it. Over there, got that's ten. Like pill. We're good here. Let's move on. And yeah. I, I like the idea of this sense of community because a lot of, a lot of uh, problems, especially as they uh, pertain to mental illness and addiction, I think aren't just a resource issue or a biological issue. I think some of it's so, uh, social. You know, it's yes. having that safety net of people around yeah. you that, to exactly. help lift you up when you're, you know, at your most vulnerable. And I, yeah. I think that goes a long exactly. way. Yeah. Oh, when and, and speak. Uh, um, no, you go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, When please. I was in the throes of addiction, I was a severe alcoholic for like 35 years or so. I saw a, part of the problem was I didn't think anybody cared. And that was pretty much a fact because everybody just kind of ran away. There was no support. And I kept asking for help and asking for help. And it never came. What I wanted, so what I wanted to do here was be the help, you know. Right. You don't have to go any further than this door. Sure. And I'm going to try to help you whatever way I can. Because I was there. You know, I experienced it. I experienced all the people running away. And going in the hospital or the treatment. or They do a quick thing and boot you out and you're, you're all alone again. No support system, no help. Right. I've been through all that. Here we suck them into the community and we're a constant help. They're not, they're not left to their own devices. They get the support they need. They get the love they need. Like uh, uh, one of our villagers was, uh, his uh, brother went to jail for eight years for some reason or another. And he was really, really upset. And we all surrounded him, gave the love and support he needed. Yeah. And, and as someone who, who was homeless, how, how did the, uh, the help you got here compared to other places in the past that have reached out to you? I am the help, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so so you, you came here with the intention of helping others, so you were already in a position of yes. of being able to do that, which is yes. excellent. So. I, spent, I spent six to seven years on the street, maybe eight now, I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. exactly sure, wandering around, meeting all these people that wanted to help. And, and I was shocked, because in my life I didn't experience too many people that wanted to help at all and I spent all that time on the street walking 24 25 miles a day collecting all this information mm -hmm. about who was helping doing what and feeding and like uh, Akron Snow Angels and uh, Say No to Dope mm -hmm. those guys all, all these various groups uh, Katie and Jody LaTampa Revolution Ministries and all these groups that are out on the street helping but see I noticed a severe problem there because they they can only help a little bit for that moment where when, when we started this I wanted to be the help all the time I when somebody knocks on the door I'm there to answer you understand yeah. there's a difference there these people are just going out helping for a few minutes and then they're gone again and your support system walks away right. now we're always here so it's conditional. 
So like their what their help is like conditional in different ways or it's temporary. temporary. So meal, what you're like, offering is it's unconditional. The door is open. Come on in. You know, yeah. and I mean to an extent where you have to at least respect can, other people's safety. Right. Mm -hmm. If we can try to help you in any way, we're going to try. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what it is. And it's more holistic. It's relationship building. It's it's you know uh, have someone having a friend to talk to. It's more than just the resources, which is. You know, in, in, in our community, some people think that poverty and homelessness are a resource issue, and they're really not. They're, they're a symptom of bigger problems. So. Yeah, the, the right. biggest problem being we have a country full of people in little boxes mm -hmm. that don't know anybody around them. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, there? we we are yeah. isolated that's, that's right. as individuals. We often isolate ourselves, and we're uh, as an animal, we're social animals. So 100%. we're kind of mm -hmm. contradicting our own nature by the way our cultures. I think it's expounding um, mental health issues of like yeah. the, that is going on in these little houses, you know, and and it's scientifically proven that being with other people lifts your mm -hmm. spirits, increases your mental health positivity. And so, again, it's a very intentional that we're creating a community here that where people are working together as a group because we feel it, it helps the mental health issue. There is right. there's no hiding here. There's tents. Right. You can't hide. Right. There's no hiding. You hear everything going on in the entire yard. When somebody needs help, we're there. It's communal living. And, yeah. and yeah. speaking of tents, we're, we're going to wrap up with going outside and seeing a little bit of this tent city you have here uh, at the uh, Second Chance store in Village. So we'll be right back. Okay, we're back and we're, we're outside at the actual tent city. Um, you probably read about it in the Beacon Journal and a nice series that ran and a couple other local outlets have published some stories about about this uh, really interesting community, we'll say, you know, and and, and um, how, how's it been out here since setting up the tent city? Any any problems or any uh, issues? Every problem you can imagine. Okay. <laughs> that is true. Well, you obviously solved them because it's still standing. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we intentionally, I guess just by necessity, and our idea was to do something completely from the ground up. So people would often say, hey, why don't you have this person from this shelter come or, you know, and it wasn't that we were trying, we, you know, it wasn't like we were like, oh, well, we know best. We just wanted a clean slate. We wanted mm -hmm. like tabula rasa. What would you do if you were going to work on homelessness with knowing nothing about how homelessness is supposed to be worked on? Right. And so when we first started this, uh, one of the things we allowed was drinking and we had uh, campfires. A nightmare, a nightmare. Don't ever do that part. If you ever want to start one of these, don't do that. Okay. Just tell you, trust me. No campfires. Okay? No I mean, drinking. we ended up. The we'll one take Shade's word for it. A guy passed out in the campfire. Like, oh, fortunately, no. it was out. And oh. I'm like, what are you doing? He wasn't even a. He wasn't a resident here. He just didn't you know, know who it was. I don't oh, even know who the guy he was. Just said, hey, a party. I'm yeah. Oh yeah. Him. It became this party center because people from the woods could come and hang out. They had, you know, beer and. So that stopped, you know, we never allowed drugs. So it was always like legal. We always, you know, we had always adhered to the, the societal laws, you know, but they're allowing drinking in this community is just asking for, for trouble. And what we also found was, and the ultimate reason we really stopped was there were a lot of people that were here that were trying to quit drinking. And they were like, hey man, seeing all these people drink around me is really hard. And so that, I think was a big um, inspiration to, to stop that. And that, 
that I mean early on I'd say 80 to 90 percent of all of our problems were drinking related you know um, and now I would say a lot of our problems are still drug and alcohol related because it's still trying to seep in here mm -hmm. you know this is like um, the, like drug dealers try to get in here mm -hmm. you know I don't know why you want to sell drugs to people that don't have any money but you do apparently um, sometimes prostitutes try to get in here. We haven't had that in a while, I don't think. Mm -hmm. But we've seen it all, you know. People are using drugs, and so we've had to implement um, uh, uh, urine tests. We, uh, we can do searches. You, when you sign in, you, you agree that this is not your property. You're, you know, you're, you, it's not your tent. You, so we can, we're allowed to do searches and that sort of thing. And it's sort of sad. Like, I don't like to, like, that's not my vision of, mm -hmm this of you know of, of having to be that kind of person but it's for the good of the community right it's that, important to keep your image up with the way you want it the right? image is important right. so yeah, it scares it scares the community uh, the outer community and it and it and it uh, disrupts the inner community in order to i believe personally that in order to help someone they have to be a clear-minded body right absolutely you got to start from ground zero which clear all that stuff out and start from the bottom. Let's see what the problems really are. Mm -hmm. Once they quit using and drinking, all the problems rise up to the top and you can see what's going on. You see what it really is. Yeah, yeah right. where they need help with. Mm -hmm. And so depression is what? Yeah. And now you can't see it in the uh, you can't see it in the in the film, but right up here there is a uh, um, an apartment building. And so the people that can look down on those windows they they were not happy about this, you know. They as city people have said, let's face it, nobody wants to live next to homeless people, which I think is a very, <laughs> like, just just bigoted thing to say. I mean, if you said that about any other class in society, you would be condemned. You know? Say that about an African-American, yeah. I dare you, I dare you. But somehow that's okay to say about a homeless person, but whatever. Anyways, <laughs> I like that, but it's shocking to start yeah. seeing tents below your... You know, and there were like there were these like like verbal fights where people would be loud and that sort of thing. So we are very, very diligent about being good neighbors. And so we're starting to work with them. So now we're going to be sharing our food pantry food with them. We bring them like when we have extra pastries and stuff, we bring that to them. We would like to start doing um, an outreach of, of getting groceries for some of the people that can't get out of their apartments. So we really think that we could become an asset for that neighbor. That's what we're, you know, that's where we're trying to head with that. Yeah, no, a lot, of, a lot of them are disabled or elderly and can't get around so well, so we're trying to help. A nice little partnership. Yeah, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. The beauty of the homeless is that they are incredibly powerful humans. They are not what you think about a homeless person. I mean, okay, yeah, is there a, a person literally in a gutter right now, drunk off of his gourd? As a, of course, of course there is. There's also a doctor just on his fifth martini right now. Right. You know, right this minute. So it happens across society. Right. So, so, but there are many really hardworking, really good homeless people and we, we give them this platform right. to be good. Right, and you want to showcase that yeah, to yeah. the community. Because again, it all them, goes back to your image, right? Yeah, a lot of them have not had the opportunity of being civically minded. Right. You know, they've worked in a, they've you know, a roofer or a carpenter or a, a plumber, and now they're giving back to the community. They've gone from being nothing, the bottom of society, 
to being important, to be a contribution, to being the civic leader. And it like snaps them back into importance just like that. Yeah, as soon as they walk in the door, what's your skills? What can you do? That's yep. the first questions I ask. Sure. What, what is your ability? And they all have them. Yeah. They all have we all, them. We all Everyone. Have them. Yes. Yeah. Everyone. And, and having ownership and a sense of responsibility probably encourage folks here to be on their best behavior because they, they have more responsibility and they're being entrusted. So yeah. I, I like that system of, of You're also of in a social network where everybody's observing you. Right. So and it makes you want to be a better person yeah, if people are watching you. And uh, you know, it's 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 that peer. Uh, I wouldn't say peer pressure, right, but, but a you peer know, review, peer a peer just yeah. yeah, peer support network. Yeah, and you know, you will get kicked out if mm -hmm. you're not following the rules, and that's that's a consequence that hurts. And you've had you to oh, people all up, the time. So, okay, all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're not afraid to do it, uh, but it's all very documented. Mm -hmm. Again, all homeless created, but you, we have a three strike policy and you are given written notice. You are, yeah. we, everything is documented. So if a person comes back and says, you know, why did you kick me out? We have the documentation that shows that what you did against the, the our code they of conduct. They get 30, 60 and 90 days off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which is I actually see. more lenient yeah. than some so, other shelters. So they shelters. can come back. Right, they come 100%. back. Yeah, so that's good. It's all the times, second chance, right? A lot yeah, of yeah. times, right. A lot of times during that time, they'll come up to the sidewalk and holler down and say, do you have any food? And we'll take yeah. food out to them or whatever. Yeah. They're just right. not allowed on the property during that time. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that that's, that's actually really, it's a good idea, and I'm glad you guys are enforcing this. And plus it gives you a sense of accountability to the community and, and yeah. Sage, one thing I appreciate too is how transparent you are with your whole operation here. He's even admitted, like, "Hey, I, I, I had to be put into check a few times here and there," which yeah. is, which is really, I mean, that's great. You know, yeah. that transparency I think goes a long way with people. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I am not afraid to let people see what I'm doing, and this right. is a, this is a yeah. new risky thing that we're doing. This is, sure. this is innovative. This is like a coastal idea. This right. is what goes on in like Portland and mm -hmm. San Diego. This stuff is very challenging to a Midwestern mentality, right. you know? And so, so I, I get it. I get the whole thing that it's scary and right. challenging. And so we always allow, police can come here anytime, EMS, fire, the city. You can, you are welcome here any time of the day or night you i mean and 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 sometimes we'll have reporters just stop in to see if what they were really seeing right. was real real yeah. like were they just putting on a show <laughs> you know and i want that that's yeah. important because we're not putting on a show this is right. not a show this is all real right. yeah yeah everything so, you see yeah and uh, basically something needs to be done you know mm -hmm. we have these people that are just being forgotten all over the country and in the, our city and we should try something if you've got a better idea please do it please <laughs> do it let's all do it you come up with a cool idea why don't right. you build like a little house in your backyard they're doing that in los yeah. angeles correct so you can like you know why don't you try that i mean don't do it because you'll get fined but seriously like <laughs> right. i mean you i mean that's those are cool things that are happening in homeless i feel like america's ready now to look at our homeless situation and right. ask is there something more that can be done here? And it's know? not like we have a lack of houses or a lack oh, of space for people, right? right? Oh, that, that's, the, that's the perplexing thing about this. 
this problem is yeah. it's not like we don't we don't have any houses. We have plenty. Yeah. We we have enough of probably abandoned houses in Akron to house everybody. Oh, everyone right. and there would For still sure. be plenty <laughs> left over. Every homeless person gets an abandoned house. Right. We could have that. I mean, every single one. Like and, yeah. and, and we'd have plenty left over. And that's the beauty of working on homelessness in the Rust Belt. Now if you're in San Francisco, it's a whole different game. Sure. You know, there's no space. You're right. sticking them under bridges. You know, you're mm -hmm. going crazy places. But we've got all this opportunity, you know, land. Like I bought a piece of land, an entire lot for three thousand wow. dollars. You know, I mean and, and, and the Summit County Land Bank could probably give you a lot of land for right. free. Right. I mean you can't do that in San Francisco. This is the we have this golden opportunity to to work on homelessness and be a leader in this this national epidemic. Right. Like it's, right. it's really a real thing. We're not making this up. So why don't we take that opportunity and become great? Like we have it. We have the intelligence. We have the innovation. We have the smart people. We have the land. We have the resources. Just we got to get rid of the fear. Right. That's all. Yeah. The, the fear, the stigma, yeah. um, you know, and I, I'm glad that I'm really glad that that you're doing this, Sage, and that you're, you're drawing attention to this very important situation in the community. And Paul, amazing work we that you've to. been doing as well. Thank you. We had to. Yeah, we, yeah. Awesome. we could not allow this opportunity to pass. Right. Right. And in order for us to be allowed to do this, we had to bring attention to it first. Mm -hmm. Sure. Or we've been shut down a long time ago. Right. That's yeah. just the honest truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It is. It is. We are in a phase now where we want to share this with the community. Mm -hmm. We want mm -hmm. people to come here because we believe if people can see yeah. that what is happening and see what we're doing, that there will become a social movement that will make it more difficult for the city to say, hey, you can't do that anymore. Right. Absolutely. And we're, we're you know, we're glad that we got the opportunity to come and talk to you guys so we can showcase you. At, you know, we don't reach a ton of people, but at least oh. we can show you who we do have, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a, Every and person so we're counts. grateful for that opportunity yeah. to come and see you guys and talk to you today. Well, thank so thank you. you for coming. Th thanks so much, guys. Yeah, thank any, you. Any closing thoughts or parting thoughts? I don't know. I just, I just think we're all people. You know, at some point in your life, you need some help. Right. Well, you know, every, everybody should be able to go somewhere and get some help. Very true. Definitely. Thanks, gentlemen. Thank you. And uh, so what, where can people find out more about this? Or actually, let's, let's give people a link to donate and to oh, yeah. contribute. So well, sorry we mentioned that earlier. TheHomelessCharity.org. TheHomelessCharity.org has all the links. There's a link right on the front that says learn more about the second dot org. The, okay. yeah, with the. And, um, and then all the <laughs> links to our Facebook. We have, a, we have a thing where you can become a member, uh, um, a, a patron for a dollar a month mm -hmm. and you get all this inside information that only members get you know right. so you get to you get exposés of our of, of people that are living here our trials and tribulations our successes so when i talk on you know the outward blog it's very general and conceptual mm -hmm. but the stuff in the membership stuff is real like down to earth what's really happening here it's hardcore yeah <laughs> ground level perspective ground level. so yeah Thanks a lot, guys. Thank I, you. I, I wish you nothing but luck here, and and I and I hope people can contribute to this wonderful cause. Um, and uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much. Well, Thanks thank for watching. Thanks for watching.